Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Monday, it is August 12th, it's 2019, and we have eight baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my buddy, Jordan Cooper, Blenderhead. How are you doing, my friend? Fine, even though uh, this past slate on Sunday, I I came in 10th. I I almost binked the GPP with two zeros in my lineup. Uh, So that that happened, but I mean, I can't get upset because the two zeros were were Deanie and Bubba Starling. So, like, how could I expect much out of them? (laughs) I won a FanDuel um, Playboy seat with a zero in baseball one time, so... Um, it can happen. It doesn't happen very often, but it can happen. I'm, I'm sure on, what was it, Saturday? Nobody won with a zero in their lineups on Saturday. Um, what I, I didn't play Saturday or Sunday. I was just kind of curious, like, was the winning, like, lineup over, like, 300 points? I saw that Houston scored, like, a, a gajillion runs. Yeah, and, I, and of course, I, I, have, I have none of it. So, I have ones and twosies of it. Because if they, they, they were 30% owned or something, and it was what – a 12-game slate. It was some big slate. So I'm like, okay, I'll go with the Twins. And they didn't do anything. So, so like, I, I went to the other strip. Like, everyone, everyone's, everyone thinks they're in the money on Saturday. If you're in the Discord, people are like, oh, this is great. Yeah, I have all the Astros. And it's like, yeah, but everyone's owned. Like, people are like, I scored the most points I've ever scored in the history of DFS. And I came in 768 with, like, a 260-point score. I'm like, yeah, because it's not about scoring the most points in, like, raw number that you ever have. It's in relation to other people. That's right. All right. Uh, if you guys haven't already, make sure you head on over to FantasyDraft.com. Check out our sponsor, uh, great sponsor of the podcast. If you sign up through the Roto-Grinders links, you'll get three months of Roto-Grinders premium for Fantasy Draft. Plus, you'll get any access to any cool promos that we're running with Fantasy Draft. Their NFL stuff is out for week one. They have a million-dollar – kickoff rake free and i see people on twitter saying that it's not rake free it is rake free you're gonna play against fifty thousand people there's no rate collected on the tournament yes there's a deposit fee of three percent and yes you have to have a membership if you're playing what is it over a hundred dollars so yeah th- there's that but let me tell you it's still going to be a lot cheaper than the the 12 to 15 percent rate that you're playing everywhere else so if you haven't checked them out make sure you check them out if you want to check them out for Thursday, um, they have a three-entry max kickoff Thursday to Saturday tournament. It looks like it's um, going to give out 250 tickets to the Hooters million-dollar ticket um, to that tournament we just got done talking about. So if you want to check them out, haven't checked them out, here Thursday, if you have Roto-Grinders Premium, you'll be able to get some preseason content and um, take down a ticket for that. Let's jump into baseball. we got a lot to talk about. And um, a lot of it has to do with hitters because the pitching on this slate is garbage. Um, we start with Baltimore at New York. going to be the second half of the doubleheader. It's going to be Ty Black against uh, Chad Green slash Yankees bullpen. Um, any interest here in Ty Block? Uh, no. I mean, it's, it's the Orioles pitching. We've seen what happens when no matter 
who they start. It could be Bundy even, and he's not. A, he's a halfway decent pitcher. Uh, uh, and then the Yankees are, you know, it's going to be a bullpen game, so I have no interest in any of their pitchers. Yeah, this is just one of those ones um, that I'm just going to stay away from. You know, even if it ends up being Eshman, I, I saw something that it could be Elshman. Elshman? Um, I, I really don't have an Eshelman. I, I don't really have any interest in him either. If, if he throws 85-mile-an-hour fastballs. Uh, uh, I don't care if he's 4,400. Yep. Um, so, yeah, Block is a guy that just doesn't strike anybody out. So, um, yeah, and Yankees bullpen, I have no interest here. Um, any interest in the Baltimore Bats at all? Uh, I mean, you can play some of these guys. I mean, we're going to see on this slate that uh, the, the pitching is awful. Uh, and you're gonna, and there's going to be one game with a 14-point total. And you're probably going to want a piece of it. And then you can you know, compare the prices and go, is this better than a Coors back? Is this better than – I mean, that's, that's the, I mean, it's the highlight of the slate. Even, even Boston. So, like, when I take a look at the Orioles and I go, do I want to pay 4700 for VR? Forty five hundred for Mancini, like that. Like I could, I could find, I could find equal enough bats in better games. So like the only, the only bat like I could, I could see taking a shot on. Uh, if you want to like uh, need a very cheap bat, is maybe like Jace Peterson, third base outfield eligible at thirty five hundred. But I mean, I don't even like that. But it, it, it's something. It's something that looks at Chris Davis maybe lefty against uh, the bullpen. I mean, I'm just looking for cheap bats. I'm probably going to need to find at least one uh, unless you're willing to pay down twice at starting pitcher, which may be that, that may, you may get negative 20 out of those spots. Uh, so, so I'm just basically outside of cores, I'm looking for cheap bats. So if it just so happens that the Orioles have guys under like 3,800, I'm willing to play them. Yeah. So the only guy that I really have any interest here is Rio, Rio Ruiz, um, thirty one hundred. You know, if you're not wanting to play like a Nolan Arenado, I think he's kind of a guy that if you want to load up on cores, he he's he got called back up and he's been hitting the ball really hard. Um, so let's take a shot at thirty one hundred against a bullpen. So yeah, just kind of what you were saying, like if you're gonna. Compare the the Rockies and the and the Arizona bats like Merrill Kelly against Peter Lambert in cores today. That fourteen total is probably not enough. Um, yeah, I mean, as... I mean, uh, just to just to, I know Alan Lem always pushes the ba- the narratives, but Rhea Ruiz just recently had a baby, so maybe the narrative keeps on going. <laughs> hey, maybe. Um, you know, he was a prospect with power. It's not like you know it's anything crazy to say. Take a shot on him. As far as the Yankees bats go, if it is Ty Blotch, um, you know, you have to have a little interest here in the Yankees because it's in Yankee Stadium. We need a pivot that can hit home runs, and Ty Blotch is not going to strike anybody out, and he gives up a ton of fly balls and hard contact. So I think that you you certainly have to look at the Yankees here. Yeah, I think uh, Glaber Torres, 4,400. I mean, it depends on who's pitching. Like, Block is a lefty, and Eshelman is a righty. Now, like block, I mean, neither of them can strike anyone out. So maybe the, maybe the platoon advantage doesn't matter at all. But I, I'd much rather, like, against Eshelman, I don't mind any side of the plate. But against block, like, it kind of downgrades, like, Gregorius. Like, to me, if Eshelman's pitching, I want to play Gregorius at 4,100. And if block's pitching, I want to play Torres. They both, because at shortstop, at, at uh, 4,100, 4,400, like, I don't need to, I don't need to play the uh, story. 
I don't need to play uh, Ahmed or something like that. I can pl- I can play a Yankee against a, a garbage pitcher against the Orioles. It's just that the rest of their bats are too expensive. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play Urshel at five K. I'm not gonna play Tauchman at fifty three hundred. I mean I I can't possibly see stacking this team. Maybe you can play Judge at forty four hundred, but I think when you get into the lineup construction, like you. You can, it's always going to come down to like, how do I get as many bats and cores? Unless I'm just, I just want to pay up uh, at starting pitcher at a 10 K. Yeah. So judge, this is, this is a spot that I like him. It's a pitcher that doesn't either one of these pitchers, whoever is the starter, you know, they, they don't strike anybody out. So I, I like judge either way. He's been, his biggest issue rate recently has just been not hitting the ball, like striking out. So when, you, when he's facing a guy that just doesn't miss any bats, it's going to look like BP to him. So, 4,400. Um, Gary Sanchez, 4,500. I hate paying up a catcher, but that's a, it's a decent price if you're looking at a Yankees stack and you don't want to pay. For those guys up towards the top, there's plenty of options um, down here as well. So, um, all right, moving on. we got Cincinnati at Washington. Anthony Descalfani against Eric Fed. Um, any interest here in Descalfani as a, as a pick-em game with a 10 total? Well, DiSlefani is a is a strikeout pitcher, but on the context of this slate, I don't want to pay ninety six hundred for him. That's just the problem, right? Like, you know, you really don't want to pay for him. Um, like, none of these guys seem like juicy matchups outside of like a Granky, and he's he's only ten seven for a matchup against the White Sox. So you're like you're comparing these top end guys to like Granky today, in my opinion. So, like, that's where. It just becomes like, do I just take two flyers down here towards the bottom and let, let's see what happens? Because um, I think that's certainly a strategy you're going to probably look at too. But I, I think Descalfani is a guy that if this lineup comes out pretty right-handed heavy, um, you know, I think that's where you potentially look at him. I know Soto's banged up. Like, he he, he left Sunday's game with an ankle injury um, is the tweet that I saw. So, if he's out of the lineup, like, you're really just worried about Eaton and Adams. Um, you know, he should mow these righties down. So, if you're not paying all the way up, I, I think he's an option. Um, just because I don't want to play Plezik and I don't want to play Dylan Sees. And if it's if it's not, you know, Brandon McKay pitching for Tampa, it's just like, all right, I have to take one of these guys, you know. <laughs> so, I, I think Descafani is a, an option. Um, Eric Fed on the other side of this game, he, he's – 12% strikeout rate on the season. <laughs> he's got to be an option. He's 6,200. I mean, look at this slate. I mean, like what – we're going to get to a pitcher that I think is going to be chalky uh, that shouldn't be, but because of his – like his mid-price and who he's facing is – it's uh, it, this is such a disgusting slate. But uh, he – like that's what Brock I'm saying. Stewart, like Eric Fetty has Brock to be an Stewart. option. Brock Stewart's going to be chalk. Let's just tell everybody not, that that's not necessarily. No, I'm not even talking about him. There's someone oh. else that could be chalky. Wait, hold All on. Right. We got to wait oh. for projections. But right. at 6,200, I know he doesn't have a strikeout rate. But like, the Reds aren't that bad of a matchup, and they're getting a ballpark downgrade, I guess, a little. I'm I'm just finding any reason for like, if you're not going to play like Granky, and we're going to get to that game, and there may be weather concerns in that game. So we may not even be able to play Granky. And then you look and maybe Soto's in the lineup and maybe you don't want to pay up. A, like Stevie, we're getting to the point where like Adrian Hauser over the weekend literally vomited on the mound. 
Like, he literally, he was the vomit pitcher of Saturday, and he put up a big score while vomiting on the mound. The, the Monday night may be just, just throw in as many vomit arms as you can and then just hope for the best. So why not Fetty? I get it. Uh, you talked about the ballpark downgrade. You know, there's plenty of power in this lineup, but they've called up some young guys. You know, Van Meter and Aquino um, and Senzel, all very good batters, but they've increased the strikeout rate of this team by a bunch because they're all guys that strike out quite a bit. So some of these younger guys can strike out. Um, you know, we don't really have to worry about Votto hitting a home run, so there's that. So I don't hate the idea of maybe taking a shot on Eric Fed. Um, I like him if if this lineup does come out with all these righty bats because he does a good job of generating ground balls and 12 points might be enough on this slate. So um, let's talk bats, though. If we're not playing Fed, what are we looking at here for Cincinnati? I think that maybe uh, Van Meter, 3,700. I mean, you're, you're probably going to take the lefties against Fetty, but, I mean, I don't mind the righties either. Uh, I'd want to play – I'm using want in, like, air quotes. I'd want to play Jose Peraza if he bats higher up in the order. But even if he batted eighth, he's 2,900. The, the, the Reds have a five implied run total, and you may need to punt at second base. So, uh, I mean, you could do it with Van Meter at 3,700, but you could go even further down with Peraza or play him at shortstop. It's going to be one of those slates. But if you're going to play Granky, you could probably need two punt bats. Uh, and if you're not playing Granky or Disclopani uh, or one of them, you get, you're, you're, you're you're going to be playing Eric Fetty, and that's the problem. So, uh, so looking at this lineup, I'm, I'm still still comes down to I'm comparing the the prices to cores. Going, do I want to play Eugenio Suarez? Not really. Do I want to play Votto? Not really. I think the Reds are fine options, but I don't necessarily think of them as like a top stack of the night. Yeah, you got to kind of respect Aquino. Um, you know, seven home runs. Over the last 10 games, you know, he's kind of interesting. Winker's 38, Van Meter's 37. You can play Van Meter at second base. So if you want to pay up for cores for a second baseman, like Van Meter makes sense like you were talking about. So any of the cheaper guys I don't have issues with, you know. Uh, again, I'm not stacking the Reds. I'm stacking, you know, cores or the Yankees or, or one of these other spots, like Boston. Like, um, So I, I don't think I'm stacking this team, but I, I certainly don't mind taking some shots on some one-offs or two-mans. As far as Washington goes, I really don't like Washington today. Um, you know, if Soto does sit with an ankle sprain, like Eaton's not a power guy. Matt Adams maybe, but this is not the best ballpark. And Descafani's really good against righties. So I think I'm going to be out on Washington today. I can see that. I, th I think more of the one-off type of thing. Like you could even go down and play, and play uh, Dozier at 3,200. I'm trying to find those cheap bats so I could fit in everything else. Uh, so – so even if Soto was in the lineup, he's forty nine hundred. I'd rather play. I'd rather play like David Peralta or something. I'd rather play someone else from the Coors game than play him. So, like, yes, Adams at thirty nine hundred. But we'll find we could find first baseman cheaper than that, and about as good enough of a spot as Adams anyway. So to me, the the Nationals even at lower ownership don't really rate out all that well because I don't even expect. Like, Di Sclafani is probably not going to be if, – if the Granky game plays, I don't think Di Sclafani is chalk, so it's not like I'm going to get much leverage by, like, overpriced national stacking them anyway. So, like, why not just take the better bats in the better spots? 
Yeah, um, like if I'm not, if I'm playing Matt Adams, like just give me the discount on Chris Davis, and I hate playing Chris Davis, but give me the discount on Chris Davis at that point. So, um, Texas at Toronto, Gerardo against the opener of Neil R- Ramirez, and then Brock Stewart's supposed to come in and eat up um, some innings here. Do you have any interest in Ariel Gerardo? Uh, with his voodoo magic, I have to. With some extent, he's getting a ballpark upgrade, right? Kind of pitching outside of Texas. If I could rationalize playing Eric Fetty at 6,200, I need to throw 600 more. I get Ariel Urado. I mean, this is, it's on a normal slate. I'd be looking going, no, no, there's no way I could do this to myself. But then I'm like, well, I could also play Brock Stewart at 4,000 as a PLR against the Texas, the, the, the Rangers that have like the bottom of the order is like a black hole. I know, I know it includes your guy, Jeff Mathis, but it's kind of a black hole down there. So, like, these pitchers, they have to be in play, right? It's, it's, it's people you don't want to play, but they're cheap enough. Why not? I just hope that it's Stewart and they don't end up using Zach Godley. Like, Godley's 6,900, Stewart's 4K. Like, give me, give me Stewart. Like, the, right now it's supposed to be Stewart, but they said that it could potentially be Godley from what I was reading before we got started. So – I want it to be Stewart. He's 4K. He's a lefty against Texas. What else do I need? Like, you know, at that point. Um, as far as Gerardo goes, he's a ground ball guy that gives up a lot of hard contact. But it, it's that type of slate. So, I, I don't mind taking a shot on him. The, the only issue that I have is all these young kids that Toronto's called up, most of those guys in the small sample that we've seen so far, they're more fly ball guys. So that, that's my only issue with Gerardo um, on this slate. But as far as Brock Stewart goes, like I said, he's – or he's a righty, isn't he? You know, no, Brock Stewart's a lefty. Are you sure? I think he's a righty. No, I'm pretty sure he's a lefty. No, I, I, he's a righty. I was thinking of somebody else too. But Brock Stewart – Oh, yeah. Are we, are we both thinking of the same different person? I was thinking of Brett Anderson. They look exactly the same. Okay. But, I don't yeah. mind the righties against the Rangers. I played Jordan Lyles, and that worked out fine. I don't like it as much, but he's 4K, and I want to play course. Like, I'm not fading Colorado against Merrill Kelly, who I think is one of the worst pitchers in baseball. So, there's that. Um, Texas Bats. I mean, they're cheap. I mean, if you, if you, don't, if you don't believe in – Godly slash Stewart or the other Stewart or the Brett Anderson, whoever they're throwing in. I mean, you could you could always Mazara's thirty seven hundred, uh, Andrews is thirty eight hundred, uh, Jeff Mathis is minimum price as always. You if you need a nothing catcher, uh, I'm not I'm not rushing out to play any of these guys, and I think I actually would rather play the Blue Jays bats at similar prices against Urado then play the Rangers against whoever the Blue Jays are pitching. So that's what I was about to say as well. Like, I I really like Toronto. Like, I, this might be my, like, stack. Like, I, I might just fire up, like, three or four of these guys, play the rest from cores if I can, you know, mix in a punt catcher, Jeff Mathis, for the win. Um, but, yeah, like, Bo Bichette, he's been crushing. He's still only 4,500. We know the upside that Vlad has. We know the upside that Biggio has. They're 4K and 4-2. Like, you know, I, I could play those three guys, potentially mixing any of these other guys that I want to that are even cheaper, like Gritchick's 3.8K. 
we're not facing a pitcher that has strikeout stuff. We're facing a guy that generates ground balls. But a lot of these guys for Toronto hit the ball up in the air. So this could be a spot that these these guys go off. And he's kind of reverse splits, and a lot of these guys are righties. So I, I like Toronto today. Yeah, I mean, they qualify as a vomit stack. You had smoke for 3,400. You, you throw in the catcher for 3,100 and Danny Jansen. You get a stack under 20K. And, hey, you could play – you could do the five-man, which is probably not going to be popular on this slate. And then you put three cores bats in around them or something, power bats. You play you play Eric Fetty. And, and, and what, what could go wrong, Stevie? What could go wrong doing that strategy by uh, playing a vomit stack, a vomit arm, and some cores bat? Hey, it could work. Sure can. You never know what's going to happen. Mm, but <laughs> – Oh, man. It's just ugly today. Pitching is ugly. You know, on slates like this, it's more of the bats for me and just hope my pitchers get some points. Boston at Cleveland. We got a a 10 total here. Eduardo Rodriguez against Zach Plesic. Um, 10 total with a pick'em game. Like, when I opened up this slate, I really didn't expect this to be a pick'em game with Eduardo against Plesic. Um do we have any interest here when we're looking at Rodriguez and knowing that, like, this Cleveland team just really just doesn't strike out against left-handed pitching? Uh, other than the fact that I think he's going to be low-owned because of it. If, if, if there's no trouble in the Chicago game with Granke, like, who's going to play Eduardo Rodriguez at 10-3 against the Indians over Granke? against the White Sox and the lineup that includes John Jay and Ryan Goins and who <laughs> else is down? Yolmer Sanchez and all those guys. Matt so, Skull, man. <laughs> but the problem, see, the problem I see is like I say, yeah, okay, he, he's 5% owned. But like, do I see Erod putting up a 35-point score today against the Indians? No, I don't. Like, if you think, hey, if you think so, go for it. But at 10-3, like even if, 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 if Greinke is in play, like, I, I look at this and go, I'd rather play Di Sclafani against the Nationals than play Erod in a matchup where typically his problem is not necessarily that he even gets blown up. It's just that he throws so many pitches. He'll walk two guys, but he'll, he'll throw eight pitches per at-bat, and by the fifth inning, he's at 100 pitches. So, like, what's his upside against a team that's going to be patient enough? Now, typically, the Indians are significant. I don't want to say significantly weaker, but weaker enough against lefties that I don't mind playing lefties against them. It's just that Eddie Rod's price is like if he was if he was two K cheaper, if he was eighty eight hundred or something, I'd I'd like it a little bit more. But if I had a choice between paying up four hundred for Granky, I'm going to do that. Even like I just don't see the upside for Erod in this. I, what kind of score can he put up that that's going to kill me? Yeah, I kind of agree. Um, Cleveland's patient. The only thing that you're getting out of Cleveland is they hit a ton of ground balls against left-handed pitching. So you get some easy outs maybe, some, maybe some easy double plays. But I want strikeouts. Like, uh, let's be honest. He's so close to Granky. Luke C gets Tampa, who strikes out a ton against lefties. Like, I want strikeouts. And I don't think that Eduardo is going to go out and throw me a 10-plus strikeout game here. And, you know, he's done it in the past. You know, and it's possible to, for him to get 25-plus, but I don't know. Um, 
Plesic on the other side of this game, everybody, you know, kind of talking about how the Red Sox, um, they could be given up and all that nonsense and it's straight bullshit to me. Um, for me, it's a, it's a pass on Plesic. He He's not a guy – I'd take a bunch of guys lower price than him and just take shots. I, I, I'm surprised at how priced up like, – in what world is Zach Plesic a $9,400 pitcher? Like, if you would have told – we could have done this analysis and you would have told me that Plesak is 7,400, I would have said, I'd rather take Ariel Urado. So that should say enough as it is. So I'm looking at this price going, like, Plesak is one of those type – he's similar to Plutko. He's throwing the ball over the plate and hoping, hoping for the best type of pitchers. So against the Red Sox, that's not the team that I want to do that against. Yeah, you know, like, he's been pitching better recently. But, like, when I'm looking at everything – it's not like it's not a velocity change or anything like that. He's actually throwing a little bit slower, so you know I don't have the the Babbitt up in front of me, but I'm sure he's running pretty good as far as like Babbitt goes recently because none of his stats are telling me that like I should be super increasing my Plesic shares because honestly, like his CX Woba is just so close and, and his strikeout rate is up 0.4 percent over the last 30 days, so. I really don't see a reason not to play um, some Boston bats here as a pivot off of cores. But again, like I like cores more. I, I do. Um, we're paying up for Boston here, but I, I like cores more. The only thing that like I'll say here about Boston is you're getting them on the road. You're getting nine innings and there's plenty of upside with this lineup. Right. But in the, in the past couple of days, I mean, this past week, like seeing Boston at, 5.2 implied run total is lot. I mean, they've been like six and a half plus like the past week practically. And you're paying this, you're paying the same prices practically. I mean, JD Martinez is 5,400. Betts is 5,000. I mean, if anything, I, I would prefer Devers and Bogarts because at least they, you know, they don't fill an outfield spot. Uh, I mean, you could, I mean, they're, 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 they're Boston. You're playing Boston prices. They're not in Boston. They're playing in Cleveland with a one-plus run total less than they have been, uh, which will make them lower owned. So, yes, I could see so. But uh, it still comes down to, in a vacuum, I'd still rather play either side of the game in cores than, than this Boston team. Um, as far as the Cleveland bats go, like, like I kind of talked about already, they're a team that hits the ball on the ground a ton against left-handed pitching. Eduardo, he, he, he struggles with pitch count. He doesn't typically – get blown up I could maybe see like a Jose Ramirez a guy that hits the ball up in the air a bunch maybe like a Puig but I'm not going out of my way to play Cleveland today no and the people that you'd kind of want to play at their prices would be like like the outfielders like Mercado and Puig so if they fill a spot I mean like I could play like a, a an outfielder from the the Reds game against Fetty who's a much worse pitcher than Eduardo Rodriguez for cheaper but, like, Lindor's 4400 and, I mean, just from a raw talent perspective, that's a pretty cheap price. But the matchup, I mean, on an eight-game slate where they're already – like, I'm going to have to roster bad pitchers, and there's still more bad pitchers left. So why not take the bats against the pitchers that you didn't take that were bad <laughs> instead of playing – like, even if you're not playing Erod, like, they just don't take bats against them either. It seems like a um... – 
a slate that's like a scripting nightmare. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you have to give yourself like an hour and a half to to get what you want um, when you're scripting as far as lineups because it's going to be spitting out some weird stuff um, with all the rules you're going to have to write on this one. Anyway, Houston at Chicago taking the White Sox. Granky against Dylan Seas. Nine and a half total here. Granky's a massive favorite. You kind of already alluded to it a couple times. We're going to have to see what Roth has to say on this one, but it doesn't look good. We got 80% chance of rain from, like, the start of this game until, like, 1 a.m. This wouldn't be one that I would be shocked gets postponed early in the day, but we'll have to see what Roth has to say. Um, let's break it down really quick as if there's no weather, there's no concerns. Um, Granky is the guy if you're paying up, right? Like, he's the guy – in cash, I could see maybe making um, a case for Luke KC when we get to him. But honestly, like if you're paying up on the slate, it's Granky. Yeah, all you have to say is that he's pitching against the White Sox. Don't even tell me who's pitching. And he becomes an option no matter what his price or whatever it is because this White Sox lineup looks atrocious. Um. Dylan sees on the other side of this game. If he was a little cheaper, uh, I could maybe take a shot. He is a, is a talented young prospect, but he's just facing a team that just doesn't strike out. So um, at this price point against this offense, I just don't see any upside. No, and I don't. I don't even think I, we get into the problem with the Astros bats when it comes to just like the the Red Sox. You take a look at these guys and go, like I know they've been quote hot, uh, but like why wouldn't like Peter Lambert and Merrill Kelly are pitching? in cores just keep on telling that to yourself and go like Dylan Cease like he's okay I mean he's an above average pitcher so like why why am I paying 5600 for Jordan Alvarez 5200 for Springer I think Brantley at 4300 that's a little bit more that I could stomach you know playing like if you play Chirinos or Maldonado whoever catches okay I could I could see doing that Correa in a shortstop spot if you wanted okay okay I get it uh uh are they going to be lower owned? Yeah, well, because of course they will be lower owned, but I mean, they still have a 6.1 implied run total if this game plays. Uh, I'm more inclined, like, this kind of this is the GPP me thinking about it, Stevie. I'm more willing to take a shot at some of these guys if the weather is like iffy. Like if you, if you tell me that I could get Jordan Alvarez at like 1.2% ownership. Because people would be like, it's people are rather play cores in this game anyway. So like, it's going to be lower owned. And then even on top of it, like if it's like, oh, this is like a thirty percent PPD risk. Like these bats could be like, like Granky's not going to be owned, and the bats aren't going to be owned as much. Maybe then it's low enough for me to replace a cores bat with one of these guys. Yeah, it's kind of what I'm thinking as well. Um... Pricing makes them really tough to play here. Just like Alvarez is always a guy that I like. Like if I'm playing on like a, a draft app where salary is not a thing today and the weather is going to be okay. Like Alvarez is a guy that I'm going to be drafting um, right up there with the course guys, because this guy just hits like he's, he's raking. Like it's insane how good the Astros are and how good they were, were before they called him up. And then all of a sudden they got this young kid who's just raking. He's hitting like 350, and he just keeps hitting home runs. So uh, that team is just stout up and down. As far as the White Sox, I'm going to pass on the White Sox today. I know you're all about some vomit plays every once in a while, but 
unless this game is going to be like a, a yellow orange and we're going to get like no ownership on some of these guys that are like 3K and like a, a Matt Skull or something, like I, I'm just going to stay away here. Well, actually, if, if, we, if we're going to get something like that, if people are going to be scared, I'm more likely to take a shot on Grunky than, than anything else than the White Sox bats. Like, I don't mind the, the Astros bats because those would be the pivots away from Coors bats anyway. I wouldn't be playing Granky in those lineups, so I'd be able to fit them in. On the other side, it's like, like okay, do I, it, they're already bad as it is. Like, am I going to – like, Stevie, am I going to get into the – if it's a 50-50 situation – I could, I could take the White Sox, and they may get zeros if it rains, and it rains out, or they could get zeros if it plays the whole game. So, like, <laughs> what's the difference anyway? All right, Arizona at Colorado. We got Merrill Kelly against Peter Lambert. Fourteen um, implied total in this one. It's a pick'em game. That means both teams have an implied total sitting around seven on. Um, we're not playing the pitchers here, right? Let's just get that out of the way. Peter Lambert, 421 Woba, 373 to left righties. Um, ISO over 240 to both sides of the plate. Merrill Kelly, a little bit better numbers than Lambert, 329 Woba to lefties, 324 to righties. Uh, both these guys allow a ton of hard contact, have swinging strike rates under 10%. We're not playing either one of these guys, right? Well, I mean, you can. I mean – it's it's a suicide mission, but I mean, we've seen weirder things happen. But typically, they're with better pitchers and cores, where it turns into a pitcher's duel. Uh, if anything, I would like I, I'm trying to rationalize, like on an eight game slate, like is if I fade, like it's the type of thing. If you're playing 150 lineups, if you're playing a lot of lineups, I've learned to do this a little bit more. Even if you don't like the pitcher, if you're not playing any bats from the team that they're facing, throw them in your player pool and maybe set a max exposure of 5%. And maybe, maybe you don't even get them, but it's like it's correlative. So, like, if I'm deciding tomorrow that I'm going to be underweight on the Rockies, for instance, I may have a couple of lineups with $7,400 Merrill Kelly or vice versa. And it's not because I like the pitchers. It's just that it, just, it makes sense correlatively to that lineup to do because if you don't take that you're taking 6800 Ariel Urado and I feel just as like it, it feels just as bad right so that to me that's the only reason if you're going in going I actually think this like this is going to be a pictures duel in cores like like I'm going to start playing cash games and opening up some head dads um yeah let's talk bats Arizona everybody um really in play here I think we, – we think Arizona might be lower owned than Colorado, right? Like, just namesake? No, I think it's the other way around. I think – I think the – because the, the Diamondbacks get to get the ballpark upgrade, and the Diamondbacks are typically priced fairly decently as it is. I just see because they're the road team and you're guaranteed ninth inning at bats. Like, no, I, Carson Kelly is 5,200 at catcher. Like, he's going to be the least popular bat batting eighth. But I could see Ahmed at 4,300, Lamb at 4,300, Jones at 4,500, Peralta at 4,900. Like, I don't mind on the road team taking a bat from the bottom of the lineup, especially if they're going to be under 5K in cores facing Peter Lambert. Now, then I – it's going to be hard to pay 5,300 for Jared Dyson, but, like, if you really think of what cores is, 
Dyson is like the perfect type of guy for core. Like people think of cores for a lot of runs, but it's not necessarily for home runs. It's for extra base hits because it's such a big wide outfield. So like Dyson, as long as he gets the ball in the gap, that's a double or a triple every single time. And if not a stolen base. So like you want those type of guys. So I could see a lot of people going, do I really want to play 5,300 for Jared Dyson who has like a point one hundred ISO? It's like, well, in course, you're not rostering guys for power. You just need them to hit it into the gaps and it'll just runners will be on base and they'll just get in and, and go from there. So like, I typically don't like wraparound stacks in, uh, in NL type of lineups, but like, I think the, the most contrarian way you could get with the Diamondbacks lineup is doing like a Carson Kelly Dyson build and just hoping the runs go that way. Yeah, and the thing about Arizona is they're so much more expensive than the Rockies too. Um, that's really it's. Thing. I don't really th- other than Blackman, Story, Arenado, like you have Marte and Escobar and Dyson. I mean, it ends up being the same thing, right? I had Arenado in my lineup, but like I don't know. Like Blackman and Arenado are expensive. Story's expensive, but Escobar, Marte, they're fifty five hundred. Dyson, Kelly, Castro, Walker, they're all over five k. Not Peralta, Jones, Lamb, Ahmed. It depends on who's in their lineup. Peralta's forty nine hundred. That's close enough to five K. No, but that Blackman's fifty seven hundred. That the eight. Hey, uh, Stevie, the eight hundred dollar <laughs> difference is the difference between Eric Fetty and Ariel Hirado. I mean, like if you could upgrade Fetty to Hirado, you got to do that every time, right? So, like, here's the other thing, right? Like on the Rocky side, like. Murphy's been terrible at the plate, and Alonzo's been hitting. If Murphy's out of the lineup and Alonzo's out of the lineup, Alonzo's 3,400. If Walters is in the lineup, he's 3,200. Like, you're getting two really cheap bats in cores if those guys are in the lineup. So, like, there, there's potentially going to be – like, even Murphy's 44. So, like, Desmond's 42. Like, I just see the Rocky stack being more popular if some of these guys crack the lineup that are cheaper – um, on this slate just because it's going to help with roster construction and, you know, people don't like playing 4K pitchers. No, no, I agree with you. It really depends on how the, how the, uh, how they do put out the lineups because both teams can put out like obviously different people, like whether or not Walker's going to be in, whether or not like McMahon could be batting fifth for like 4,200. Like that would be good. Like if Murphy's down the lineup and Alonzo's, I mean, like that—that's going to easily be the chalk first baseman. So, like from a stack perspective, it's that's going to matter to me more than the individual bats. Because if like if I'm stacking the Dimex to the Rockies, I'm probably doing Story and Arenado are probably going to be in it. Like like Escobar, either one of Escobar or Marte is going to be in it to some extent. So I know it's going to be an expensive stack no matter what. It's a matter of. How do I make that five man even less than twenty five k? Like it's going to be an expensive stack, but if I could throw in that that thirty thirty five hundred dollar guy, it makes it easier to fit everyone else in your lineup. All right, uh, Pittsburgh at LA taking on the Angels. We got Mitch Keller against Jose Suarez. Um, any interest here in Mitch Keller uh, at eighty four hundred against the Angels? Not really. I mean. Why are these pitchers priced? I mean, like, you tell me he's like 6,800. Uh, maybe I have interest, but 8,400 for Mitch Keller seems stupid. Yeah, he hasn't been over 7K all year. 
and he's facing the Angels. Like he was sixty eight or sixty nine hundred against Detroit last time out. Like, like okay. Like he, his price should obviously go up facing the Angels. Um, he, he's a prospect. He has some K upside, but this team doesn't strike out. So, you know, it kind of just neg- neglects or you know takes away that strikeout upside. Suarez on the other side of this game, like we have to be interested a little bit, right? Like the, I know he's is, seventy. This is the pitcher I was talking about. Yeah, this is the this is a pitcher I think projection systems against the Pirates, who are typically much worse against lefties. Uh like Suarez is a strikeout pitcher, but I mean he gives up an, an insane amount of hard contact. So like this is this is not this is not none of the pitchers. Like I know we're going. Through, it's only an eight game slate, but I mean I don't feel I don't I don't even feel comfortable with Granky, like. Even against the white, like I, I never feel comfortable with Granky because, like, he throws the ball over the plate. He nibbles the corners. If he can't nibble the corners, like maybe he'll give you eighteen points. But I don't go in expecting a Granky thirty-plus point game. So, like, I'm not comfortable with any of these pitchers. But I, when you take a look at the Pittsburgh having a four-point-four implied run total, and it's like what the second lowest on the slate, and Suarez is a lefty, and he's seventy-nine hundred, like. Why not? He, I mean, Suarez could, he could strike out six people and give up three runs. I mean, that may still be good on this slate. Half the pitchers on this slate may have negative scores. So, like, any positive scores, like, I'm, I'm going to pay down for the positive, like, seven-point Ariel Urado game. So, if I get ten points out of Jose Suarez, I don't mind that either. Um, any Pirates bats that we like here? Well, Josh Bell is back, apparently. He had two home runs on Sunday. So, I mean, typically you'd rather play him when he's facing the righty. But, like, I have no problem with 4,200 because if he's back, supposedly, I mean, he's too cheap. Other than that, I mean, like, who am I, who am I playing? I'm not going to play Colin Moran. I'm not, they add the, D, the Pirates added DH, Stevie. But who do they add? They add no one. I mean, who's going to be Pablo Reyes? I mean, who's the bat that they're adding? So, who, I don't even care at that point. The Kong, maybe? Kang? Maybe. He's 2,700 against the lefty. Oh, no, he was released. Never mind. Okay, he's not even on the team anymore. We don't have to worry about pronouncing his name anymore. There you go. Until he's on another, he'll, the White Sox will pick him up. We, we, we know it'll be something like that. The guy that I have interest here is Reynolds, but he's too expensive on DraftKings. If you're playing on like a FanDuel or something, he's cheaper. He's a guy that has a really high hard hit rate, and his air distance is really high against lefties. He strikes out a ton, so... Boom bust. If he's cheap somewhere, I don't have Yahoo. I don't have Fanduel up in front of me. If he's cheaper somewhere else, but he's too expensive on DK and fantasy draft. So, um, as far as the Angels bats go, you know I think you can look at Trout, Otani, Upton, Calhoun. Um, I don't know if I necessarily would stack them here um, as a full five man, but I, I do think they have a little bit of upside against Keller. He's been giving up a, a lot of hard contact and fly balls to righties. So. You know, Trout, Upton, those guys are always a little interesting. And Upton's really cheap at 3600 Yeah, all the outfielders for the Angels. Uh, I think Upton is up, – I think Otani, Upton, Calhoun, I think that range may get some ownership because if you're going to fit in, like, the Coors game or whatever, like, 3600 is pretty ch- – I mean, it's Upton is cheaper than, than Josh Van Meter. So, like, like Otani is, is the same price as Brantley. But – my favorite bat is Trout because I, 
it's quite possible that Trout goes under 10% owned. And whenever, whenever Trout's ownership comes in at single digits, like those are the days where I, I, I want to play him instead of like Blackman and just like hope Blackman has one of his like one for five with a double. And like, I'm not saying he doesn't do anything, but maybe he has seven points and Trout hit at double dongs at 7% ownership. And people are like, Oh, I couldn't have predicted that other than he's like the best baseball player ever. Best ball baseball player right now. I don't know. I wouldn't go ever. Well, well don't people say that? Don't it's like you can always play the great the war? His war number is whatever. He likes war a lot. Yeah, whatever. Um Tampa had San Diego. We have two conflicting reports. We we have a Brandon McKay report and we have a Diego Castillo with somebody with somebody coming in in long relief uh, could be Pruitt against Joey Lucchese. There's no total on this one because nobody knows what Tampa's going to do at pitching like every single day. Um, if, if it's if it's Pruitt, I don't expect him to pitch long. Castillo won't pitch long. Those guys will eat up like two or three innings, you know, probably each. Castillo might probably makes one inning. Pruitt probably goes two or three. I know Pruitt's cheap, um, like he's 4K, I guess, but I, I don't see myself using this Tampa pitching situation unless it's McKay. No, I agree with you. I, I, I actually put in, like DK, if you're on DraftKings, they have the green check mark and the projected starting pitcher as McKay. But on all these sites, it shows Castillo, and we've never seen McKay pitch with an opener. Like he just he just starts normally. So, like, the fact that they're showing Castillo, like, makes me think that McKay is going to be held for another day's worth of rest, and they're going to play some type of bullpen roulette, something. But I, I think I'd much rather play Stewart at the same price against the Rangers than, if, than Pruitt as the PLR against the, the Padres. But I don't like playing these situations anyway unless I have – definitive source that that's the pit. Those are going to pit. We we've done that. We remember the beginning of the season. We're waiting for the pitcher to come in and he never does comes. I, I don't want to get into the situation, but on the other side, I think if the, if Granky gets rained out, I think Joey Lucchese is the, the highest, uh, the, the most owned starting pitcher, at least if you're paying up and if you're paying down in two spots, I mean, you're throwing darts at that point, but I think you play Lucchese over Erod. See, I think you play Descafani over both of them, but if Granky gets rained out, save the money and get the same type of upside if Soto's out of the lineup. But um, but I get the Luke C love here. Like, I will understand, like, if people play Luke C and he's popular, I get why this team has a 24% K rate against lefties this season. Outside of Darno, like, you're not too worried about these guys, like – you know, Luke Casey's not a big fly ball guy, so you're not too worried about Thomas Pham because he hits a ton of ground balls. So, like, this team, it, it, it's not really a ballpark shift, I would think. You know, I think Tampa's probably a little bit better as far as pitchers go. Um, I, I don't have the stats from this year up in front of me, but they're probably really close. They're both pitchers' ballparks, so it's not like they're getting an upgrade. Um, so, yeah, like I, I like Luke C a lot, but if, if I'm going to get Descafani at a little bit cheaper price and I can maybe play, you know, a guy for six or seven hundred dollars more as a bat, like I'll do that. No, I agree with you, but I mean, I like the fact that 
the the Rays are losing a DH here. So it's like that, they're that they're they're. I mean, the ballparks are similar. They're pitcher type ballparks. So that's why I don't mind. I, I want the pitchers in this game more than the bats. But I mean, looking at the Rays lineup, like against the lefty, like. Choi, Meadows, Sogard, Kiermaier, those are all lefties. And the righties are like Rousseau and Adamas or Zunino. Or Dar- like, but Darno's 4,100, so I don't even want to play him. And like Fam is 4,000. I guess that's playable. So I'm, I'm less likely to play these Rays. And Lucchese is going to have to face in an AL pitcher batting. So that's typically a, a free strikeout. So like just looking at the bats and the like. The, I'd rather play pitchers in this game other than maybe on the other side. Like if it's, if it's going to be Pruitt, like I don't mind playing like Manny Machado at 4,000. Like I don't mind. I'll be honest. If it's going to be Pruitt and we get any kind of word on him throwing like 70 pitches and throwing like three to five innings, I'll definitely play Pruitt too. Oh, oh no, no, no. If we, if we knew that. Yeah. if, If we get like, Cash is terrible about this, and that that's like, you know, if if I'm you, if I'm if I'm rolling out 150 teams, or I know you don't, you typically are more like 60 to 80, right? You're not a 150 guy. Yeah, so, normally not. No. So like, if I'm rolling out 60 or 80 lineups on a slate like this, and I and I know Pruitt's going to be the guy that comes in, I probably take some shots. You know, you you have no idea what his pitch count's going to be. He was working in the minors. It's not like he's not stretched out. Like. He's a guy that has has come in before this season and thrown you know plenty of pitches. It's it would be more of just like let's just take a shot. He's four K. Um, but yeah, like to kind of talk about the bats as far as the Tampa bats go, like against Luke KC, like Travis Darno's probably the only guy in, in here that I'd take a shot on. But he's forty one hundred, and there's just there's so much opportunity cost at, at catcher today. Um, I don't know. I think he's in play because if you're not paying up for like whoever catches for Arizona, then everybody's probably going to be playing paying down unless they're playing Sanchez. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens at catcher. Definitely. And that that's why like on the Padre side, like I don't want to pick on McKay. If we know McKay is going to pitch, I prefer McKay. I prefer McKay at 8,700. Right, please, right. Give, give, oh, okay, 87. See, based on the context of this slate, like, the, Plezak is 9,400. If Plezak is 9,400, then McKay should be, like, 11K. But he's not. He's 8,700. So, like, if he's pitching, like, I, I have no problem playing him. Uh, and I don't want to pick on him. But if they're going to play, like, a bullpen roulette type of game, I, I think, like, Machado and Naylor, if he's in, or Renfro, or any of these guys, hedges even at a punch catcher at 2,600. I know it's not the best hitting environment in the world, but, like, you're going to have to find, like we talked about with the Orioles, like, it just find guys that are under 4K that have decent batting slots in scarce positions or, or they're a punch catcher, and, that, and those are the ones that fit. Like, I'm not going to play Fernando Tatis at 5,300. When for 300 more, I could play Trevor Story facing Merrill Kelly. Yeah, and what's interesting here, too, is it might not even be like um, Jesus Aguilar that catches or plays first base because, like, Travis Darno hasn't been catching a lot. Like, when they, when they, you know, they've been DHing him and, like, Zanino's still been catching. Like, Travis Darno's been playing some first base, too. So it'd be really interesting to see what this lineup looks like um, if, they, if they have Zanino in there. 
and Darno playing first, like you might lose one of your cheap first base options. As far as like you were talking about with the Padres, if it's Pruitt and all these other bullpen type game, I think you can take shots on anybody near 4K, like you said. Um, not going to go crazy here. Um, let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here. Give me a guy under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. <laughs> Very funny. Um, good luck with that one. Jose Suarez. 7,900. Right, right. I got right in. Right in there. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take nobody. Um, <laughs> uh, that's my shot today. You probably, um, you, you probably, you probably have to lay odds for that. I mean, you're... <laughs> That's probably the favorite over me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> give me Gerardo. Like, he's not a strikeout guy, but it's a young team. Maybe he can generate some strikeouts. Like, he's probably the best option. That's how bad the slate is. Again, just wanted to point that out one more time. Um, over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust up towards the top today? Oh, I got to go with Zach Flezak. All right. I think that's the right one. I will take um, – give me Mitch Keller against the Angels. I don't understand why he's priced where he is. Um, Let's see here. Give me a home run over 4K, not in cores. Okay, not in cores. I got to get used to the not in cores. So. Yeah, like, you know, I, I, that, that's too easy. Right. So over 4K. Yep, not ooh, ooh. hit a home run. Oh, oh, uh, I'm I'm gonna. It's gonna be Mike Trout. There you go. I was waiting for you to say it. It's your boy. Um, I'm gonna take Bo Bichette just because that's what he does. Um, I do like. I still like those guys. Give me a guy under 4K to get two hits today. I think I maybe that, that's easier to find than the pitching. Like if you take, if I'd rather right. I like six strikeouts. I don't know if any. Of the, I don't literally any of the pitchers to, on this slate. None of them, even the ten K guys, are going to get six strikeouts. But under under three K, uh, I guess uh, if Eddie doesn't strike anyone out, so I'm gonna I'll I'll, I'll go with with uh, it's this is a conditional pick again. It's going to be Van Meter, or if he's not in, it's going to be one of the. It's going to be one of the Reds. It can't be Aquino because he's over over four thousand. But it's either Senzel, or Winker, or Van Meter, or Urban. <laughs> that it's very hard to play Reds outfielders because they get pinch hit for 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 whatever reason. All right, I'm going to go Cole Calhoun at thirty eight hundred. Um, you know, we talked about all those outfielders for the Angels being in play today. I'll take him for two hits. Uh, give me a stack to score six or more runs, not in course. Um, if it, if it's Ash, uh, if it's Ashelman, it's the Yankees. <laughs> if it's anybody, it's probably the Yankees. Either one of those guys stink. But um, I'm going to take Toronto. I, I like the Blue Jays today as kind of like an off the board stack. So, uh, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, this. It doesn't matter what price anyone is at on this slate. The whole slate is a vomit slate. <laughs> so what Blender is trying to say is bankroll management is very important on days like this. <laughs> so on that note, we're going to get out of here. Um, as always, appreciate you guys watching or listening to the show. Uh, if you didn't hear the announcement on Friday, you can watch the show on YouTube now. Go over to Roto-Grinders YouTube. 
subscribe and you know as soon as the video goes up in the mornings um, you'll get to access those so if you want to check it out how we record and pretty much not looking at the screen and just looking at stats uh, you can do that but uh, that's going to wrap it up here for Monday we'll be back talking some more baseball tomorrow good luck in your contests and we'll see you then